This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest is one of 26 semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Class of 2017. Former center Kevin Mawai was more than an anchor with the New York Jets and later the Tennessee Titans. He was an eight-time Pro Bowler, a seven-time first-team All-Pro, member of the 2000s All-Decade Team, and NFLPA president. Now he's working as an assistant with Chicago Bears. You know what? They probably could use him on the offensive line. And gracious enough to sit down with us. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much for being here. I'm glad to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, Kevin, you heard me tick off those accomplishments earlier. Um, which of those gives you the greatest satisfaction? Oh, man, I, you know, I think for me it's the 16 years. <laughs> um, you know, when you come in the league, you, you just try to – you have a goal. I had a goal in mind to play 10, and I figured anything after that would be bonus. So to get 16 in is, is a quite, an, you know, quite an accomplishment. And, um, that's the one I think I'm most proud of. The other things are just – you know, those are based on what I did on the field, but I couldn't have done them without my teammates. And, you know, coaches put me in a great position to, to do things. And um, so, yeah, I would have to say the 16 years more than anything. Kevin, in your 16 years, you blocked for 13,000-yard rushing seasons by five different backs, including two rushing champions and one 2,000-yard rusher. So how much of a great running game is the line and how much of it is the back? Oh, man, well, it's hard to say it's all about the line. When You know, for eight of those years, it's Curtis Martin, and he's a Hall of Famer himself. And uh, But, you know, I think it, it's, it goes hand in hand. You have to have a good feel for your running back, and he has to have an understanding for the, the chemistry of the offensive line and, and how, you know, how they're working together. And it's kind of it's unique in that, you know, a lot of times on teams I spent time on, we spent time with the running backs in our room just discussing where the ball's going to hit, where do you think you're going to set the block up at, things like that. So it doesn't just happen. It's something that takes a lot of work. And um, I think it's a combination of both. And in all the years I had, especially all the 1,000-yard rushes, we had some pretty good running backs, Curtis Martin, Chris Johnson, Travis Henry, Chris Warren back when I was in Seattle, and guys like that. So, But it's a great combination. But you also got to throw in the receivers, too, because without guys down there you know, being selfless and you know, blocking down the field and the second-level and third-level defenders, you know, some of those plays, you know, those big runs that get you over the 1,000-yard mark aren't going to happen. I was talking to uh, Bill Parcells this week, big fan of yours, less of a fan of mine, but we're sort of friends. Uh, but he, but he, did, he did say to me, you know. He kind of has that with some other reporters, doesn't he? Yeah, he got <laughs> yes, a few. He, he got a few. He's got a few. You know? But he, he said to me, you know, that guy was better than Damani Dawson, meaning yourself. He said he could run better than Damani Dawson, and he had this tremendous size. How much of a of just a gift was that, that ability to you know be as big as you were and also be able to move? And how much of it was you know, agility work and all those kind of things that you, that you did because you did move incredibly well and pull and all that for a, for such a big center. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it's just the natural ability. Um, some guys have it, some guys don't. You know, when I first got to the Jets, I was 305, and I really did not feel comfortable playing at that size. I actually ended up playing down to 285 and eventually down to 280. 
but I was able to move, and they gave me the ability to do that. Charlie Weiss was the offense coordinator when I first got there, and then Dan Henning, and you know, more importantly, Bill Muir um, saw the ability in me to do some of those things on the edge from the center position, and they just drew it up and, so, and let me do my thing. And um, but it's a lot of work, you know. You're very conscious of your footwork and you know where the inserts are when you're pulling around the edge and corners and. And then, obviously, not everybody has a knack for climbing on a second-level defender or, you know, third-level defender and, you know, not necessarily just blocking them, but just getting in their way is a feat in itself. But uh, I enjoyed doing it. I challenged myself to, to be the best at that part of the game that a lot of centers didn't do then and still can't do now. And you know, But, again, it goes back to having a running back that understood how I played the game and uh, you know, Curtis Martin was one of my favorites because he had patience with me getting around the corner and the edge, and he did a great job setting blocks for me. But you know, it, it doesn't come naturally uh, for some people. For me, I thought it came pretty easily, but I did have to work on it on a day-to-day basis. Are most centers not able to do it? Is that why they don't try to do it more with other guys? Or, or is it just more work that has to be done and they don't want to take the time to do it? Yeah, I think a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys that can't do it. During the time when I was with the Jets and we did a lot of the pull and the toss sweeps and cracks with the center, um, you know, we just spent, we invested in it. And a lot of teams started trying to, to duplicate what we were trying to do and they just couldn't do it. They didn't have the guys that were physical enough or, or didn't have the athletic ability enough to get out there. And, you know, it's hard for a 320-pound center to run out in open field versus a 285-pound guy. And I, you know, so, you know, it's a lot, a lot less weight carrying around the corner, if you will. And, but you, you got to invest in it. And coaches have to be willing to invest in it as well. You know, it's time on task during a work week. And, you know, a lot of times you get a center out there and he runs the back off course or the back runs into him on his pool. And coaches just want to toss the play out. It's, um, I was thankful I had coaches that had confidence in me being able to do that um, and be able to spend the time in practice to, to rep those, uh, those plays. We're speaking with Hall of Fame semifinalist Kevin Mawai on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Kevin, I did mention you're one of 26 semifinalists for the class of 2017. We and the 45 others who are in that room, Hall of Fame voters, have to cut that list down to 15 in a couple of weeks or so, but certainly this month. My question to you is, if you could stand in front of all 48 people right now and say, this is why I should be among those 15, what would you tell us that could push you maybe over the top? You know, I think if I had to say what I did that made me different was I changed the way the center played the game with the ability to be out in the open field, pulling. You know, I mean, there was times where I pulled and I, I trap blocked in the line of scrimmage. I, I've never seen a center yet pull on the goal line, which I did in 98. And, uh, you know, things like that. And so it, it opened up offenses for a lot of people. And, and not until I started doing it on a regular basis did anybody even consider or even try to, to use the center as the featured puller on runs. And then if you just go back and look, and again, and I didn't even know, I knew I had a lot of 13, you know, thousand yard rushers, but at 13 out of a 16 year career, um, again, that's a, a collective effort with myself and, and all the other guys. But um, out of those 13 years, you know, I played 241 games. I started 238 of them. You know, the ones that I didn't play in or because of significant injuries, but every game that I played in, I started. And so it speaks to my longevity and, and durability and, and accountability to my teammates and my team. And, uh, you know, it's just – so those are things that I would first come to mind. But really it would be hard-pressed to sit in a room with a list of guys that are so deserving other than myself and say I'm better than these guys are because at the end of the day, everybody in their own right has – something 
special going on that made them different than everybody else. Kevin, I mentioned that one 2,000-yard season by Chris Johnson when you were at Tennessee. There have been seven 2,000-yard rushes in history. How exhilarating was it chasing down history, and when did 2,000 crystallize into a goal for the offensive line that season? Well, that, that season was exciting. We didn't have the winning season that we hoped. We were coming off a 13-3 and year where you know we had the dual backfield with you know, Chris Johnson and Lindell White. And both those guys ran well that year, and then the following year in '09, when Chris became our, you know, our featured running back, I mean, he made our job so much easier, easier than they could have been for a lot of other people because he was so fast. And when he hit the hole and he got past the second level, nobody was going to catch him. And so we knew that was special about him, and all we had to do was give him a crease. And so as the season wore, he stuck going on. We got midseason, realized that 2,000 yards could be a reality and not just the 2000 but the break you know break eric dickerson's record was something that we were gunning for and i believe going into the seattle game we were only 160 yards rushing short or something like that of his record and um you know we hit a 65 yarder early in the game in the first quarter that that would have made it easier for us to catch it and then we got called back on a holding call so that was a disappointment but we knew going into the 16th game of the season that we were going to break 2,000 yards and we were going to do it pretty easily. So that was our goal. We couldn't go. We weren't going to make the playoffs. We knew that. Our goal was to get Chris, you know, 2,000 yards. But we kind of had that sense around week 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there that, that it was possible that we could chase history. And, and we went out and there and did it. And that was a fun season to be a part of that. And it was a great way for me to end my career. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. And best of luck with the rest of the season in Chicago. Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate it greatly. Thank you. That was Hall of Fame semifinalist Kevin Mawai. Up next, why Ron thinks Clay Matthews Jr. belongs in Canton. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.